Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning. Hope everyone had a good night's rest and you're up and ready and raring to go. You're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and get ready to take on the world. So I'm sure you all are just giddy with excitement to start your day. In fact, if everyone, uh, we could hear the thoughts of everyone, they're probably thinking, shut up, you moron, I don't want to go to work, give me my coffee. <laughs> So, and uh, a hair a, a mess and saying, and saying that uh, last thing you want to do is be excited right now. Let's see we got watching this morning. We got Miss Amy Oaks-Turner. We got Jennifer Honeycutt, Tracy Little, Darlene Barker, Brandy Young. And uh, I see that there's a lot more than that watching, but that's all the names I see for now. And appreciate each and every one of you individuals for tuning in and joining me for this morning's devotions. So hopefully we can get our day going in the right direction. So uh, if you don't have a coach, you better grab you one on the way out. It is a bit chilly outside. Alrighty, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise God for uh, we get to live in the greatest country in the world. And uh, tell you what, though, it's uh, I get a little nauseated <laughs> with the liberals and the mentality that goes with their uh, asinine thinking. I was watching uh, on the news this morning. Uh, the transgenders are all up in arms because Dave Chappelle made words that made them uh, upset and uh, that uh, they're out there posting. They want more inclusion and uh, more talks about transphobia. And I ain't scared of them. I don't want them around me. And I just, it's just, it's sick, man. This is a mental, spiritual disorder that these people have. Uh, even Dr. Spitzer, he was uh, renowned uh, for knowing, for working with homosexuals and classified as a mental disorder, which later they tried to force him to change uh, his standing on that. It is a mental and spiritual disorder. And uh, if you are a man, you were born a man. If you were a woman, you are born a woman. There's only two sexes, man or woman. You're not one or the other. Uh, you can't, I mean, in other words, you can't, you are one or the other. But in other words, you, if you think you're, as a man, you're a woman, because that's the way you feel, then how do you know that's how a woman feels? You've never been a woman. You don't know that that's what you feel like. It's a, a lie from the devil to pervert what God has ordained in the natural orders of things. Uh, to destroy the sanctity of marriage and to destroy families and that's exactly what it boils down to you know I know it may border on the crude but uh, like what my dad said said strip down in front of the mirror and ask yourself does this part go with the same part you know you have a male and female end on an extension cord and uh, when you want power guess what the male end has to go with the female end <laughs> and, you know just how it works and how society was set up by God and uh, it is uh, it's sad that we can't have comedy. We can't uh, do anything without uh, the snowflakes crying. In fact, uh, there's an article out now that uh, in this, uh, I forgot which university it was at, but anyway, they have a segregated area for uh, these, these boys who think they're girls and uh, it's supposed to be their safe, they literally call it their safe place. And uh, they had to have some men come in work on the heating and air units and said that they were on a, a verge of, they were crying and, and threatening lawsuits because uh, uh, they didn't tell them that there were cisgender men, straight men coming in to work on their stuff and it, they were so frightened and scared. 
Jeez, I tell you guys, I worry, I weep for our future. Because there's, I mean, our, uh, this, there's generations that are coming up are so weak and need. And, you know, when you see these anti-bullying campaigns in these schools, all that is is to protect uh, and uh, defend the homosexuals in there or what they think are homosexuals and transgenders and such. That's all it boils down to. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't know what kind of military we're going to have in the future, what kind of country we're going to have in the future because right now it ain't looking good. I mean, if you have to cry and melt over some words that hurt your widow feelings, then you're in big trouble. So uh, I grew up bullied. I know what it's like to be bullied. I, uh, my dad never held nothing back. He, he told it like it is, and if it hurt your feelings, oh well. But he's a good dad, loving dad. Couldn't ask for a better dad. But, uh, uh, but he didn't ever hesitate to let you know what he was thinking. But it is, uh, it's a, not a good situation, guys and gals, and we can only thank the liberal ideology for brainwashing and indoctrinating our children. So anyway, uh, good morning, Rusty. Uh, speaking of snowflake... <laughs> I'm teasing Rusty and Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousie. All right, let's look at our verse of discussion this morning. First Corinthians 15:57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, uh, and we, as I say, oh, <laughs> my mind went blank. My mind went. It's bad when, uh, see, I get up at four every morning, so my brain is, I haven't had my coffee yet, so my brain is, the wheels are like rusted, and they're just barely moving, so, you know, so I don't always think as clear as I should, so I, you have to look over me in the mornings doing these, and I'm stumbling around and not uh, making sometimes uh, a coherent statement, so I'm doing the best I can, people. You know, uh, yesterday we were talking about to stand against the wiles of the devil, to put on the whole armor of God. And that's one, you know, when you look at that word stand in particular, you know, that's, 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 in other words, that's taking that uh, effort to, to not withdraw, to stand in the face of the enemy. If you was in a battle, if you was in a war, you would make that, that stand. And you, you refuse to be pushed back and you're going to, to stand your ground and to fight back. And that's what we have to do each and every day is to stand our ground and fight back and not give in to temptation, not give in uh, to those things that the old devil's trying to, to lure us into, uh, whether it's our depression, our anxiety, our fears, uh, whether it is uh, whatever it may be, finances, health, you know, it, whatever it may be, we have to take that stand. But here's a wonderful thing, though. Not only do we have to stand, but we have God's power uh, to flow within us to make us victorious. And not only victorious in this life, but through death. You know, when you know, we have Jesus Christ who uh, did his atoning work on the cross, his death, burial, resurrection, that defeated Satan. That he, that's why the, the devil knows he's lost. He's already, you know, he thought when Jesus died, he had won. But he knows now that he has lost. He only has a certain amount of time before he's thrown into the lake of fire. So he's running scared. And so he's trying to pull us down every way that we can. That's a wonderful thing, though. We see this, but, but thanks. But, well, let me read another English standard version. That was uh, King Jimmy there. But let me read it. It says, um, the sting of death is sin. We're going to read 56 here. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Verse 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, uh, you know when I um, do grief counseling, uh, that's one area that I really expound upon is that uh, for someone who is saved, you know, we know exactly where they're at. And that's hard for us who are grieving and missing those, these individuals uh, to deal uh, with that sting of death. It's hard to, to 
uh, process and not having them here. And that's why I try to bring a little comfort when I talk to somebody. I say, if, you're, if they're saved, and then you know where they're at. You know that they're having to be. That's where the body's being present with the Lord. See, Jesus Christ overcome uh, death. And that with, and there is no condemnation for those who believe in Christ Jesus. So we know that we will not be condemned. We're not in utter, cast into utter darkness. We know that we're not in hell. And so what I tell, what I'd like to tell people is when they're dealing with this grieving process is the fact that they have simply changed zip codes. We know where they're at. We know where they will meet them again. You know, uh, me and Brandy's often talked how we like to move to Florida and start a church or a ministry down there because you all know how bad I hate despise cold weather. I mean, I hate it. Uh, there's there's just no way to put into words my hate for cold weather. And so we, you know, and the thought about moving down there. Well, see, if we were to do that, you know, my family would always know, her family would always know where we're at, and they'd come see us anytime. Well, they might not get see us on a daily basis like they do now, but they could come and see us. Well, see, that's just it. When you we die or our loved one dies and they know Jesus, we know where they're at. We know. It's like the King David when his son died. He said, you, I, you can't come to me, but I can go to you. We understand that we will see these individuals again because Christ was victorious over death. You know, we have this battle we have to deal with while we're on this earth. But through Jesus Christ, we will be victorious over these battles, and our reward will be in an eternal state in heaven. And so I even tell people, you can still talk to your loved ones. All you have to do is say, Lord, as I pray, tell my, like I would say, my grandfathers, both of them, tell them hi, and I love them, and I miss them. Tell my best friend Lance and David, hi, and I miss them. And I know they'll get the message. So there's still a communication there, even while we're on this earth, that we know that those messages will be delivered. And so, you know, I'm not to minimize anybody's pain. You know, I, I, it is um, horrible and it's, it's, it's uh, tragic when you lose a, a parent or, heaven forbid, a child or uh, any friend. Even sometimes friends can be closer than family. You know, a lot of times people want to minimize your pain because a friend of yours died. Well, at least he wasn't your uh, relative. But sometimes you can confide to be closer to a friend than you kiss somebody of blood. And so, you know, we, we deal with that. And, you know, I always like that, uh, you know, I always try to tell people, don't focus on that, that one day of loss, but focus on the lifetime of joy and happiness and laughter that you had while you were with that person. But death is, is not an easy thing to deal with for a lot of people. A lot of times, well, they want to get mad and blame God because it didn't go the way they thought it should go. And they say, well, I prayed that God would heal them. Well, he did heal them if they're saved. He didn't may not have healed them on this side of heaven, but they were healed on the other side of heaven. And now they're enjoying the glories of heaven with pure perfection. You know, it is, uh, as I was telling somebody the other day, um, or yesterday, I think it was, uh, they had a, uh, their mother passed away. And that's one thing I told them. I said, grief is so hard because you have moments of calm that you think you're able to get through these situations. And it's like a wave that knocks you down. And you just all you do to breathe and get your, pull yourself up and to keep going. You know, I know a lot of people mean well when they say, uh, well, it gets better in time. It doesn't get better in time per se, but it is the fact that you learn to deal with it better in time. But just like both of my grandfathers I love dearly and my best friend Lance and David and so many others that have went on before me, you know, uh, I, sometimes there are days that they get on my mind and I, I get, I start, you know, I may cry or I may hear a, a, a song that makes me think of them or maybe a smell or something to remind me of them that will cause me to, you know, to kind of dive into a little bit of depression, if you will, because I miss them. But I have to remind myself it's only a temporary uh, separation from those that we love. And that's why we have this verse this morning that gives us that encouragement that, that Jesus Christ 
has given us the victory. All right, He's given us the victory, not only through life, as we were discussing yesterday, and putting on the whole armor of God, and I expounded more on last night in last night's message. He gives us that strength, and He covers us, and He watches over us, and He protects us, and He helps us to get through the trials or tribulations of this world. And even when we're having to deal with death, which can be very much a trial and tribulation in our lives. And I think there's that false pseudo-guilt that so many Christians have of, of, well, I shouldn't be upset because I know where they're at. That you should not have that kind of, uh, of feeling. Because remember, Jesus Christ knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, and he still wept. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to ask why. You know, it's a very difficult when we see the most evil, heinous people out there getting to live their fullest life, and then we have to see somebody we love dearly, good godly Christian people, and they die. And it's like, it doesn't seem that there's justice or it's fair. But justice will be served, I, I can assure you that. Because if these people who are just evil and selfish and drug-induced and whatever it may be, they, they don't have everything they want in this world. Because this may be the only heaven they'll ever know, and they're going to spend an eternity in hell. Let them have at it. But at least we know where our loved one is and that is saved. We know exactly where they're at, and we know that we will see them again. We will be known as we were known. We will recognize. We will know each other. I think a lot of people always ask that. And uh, when we know each other, yes, we'll know each other. And, uh, you know, just like uh, when I get to heaven, I plan on uh, tormenting uh, Mike Hensley and Mousy and Rusty and Darlene and uh, Jennifer and Tracy and Amy. I, I plan on... Uh, you know, I might even TP your house. I don't know. Your, your mansion in heaven. So you may say, is this heaven? What's Matt doing here aggravating me? So, but, uh, you know, it is, uh, uh, we have that assurance, uh, my friends, and we have that confidence. But don't put that uh, kind of uh, guilt that you shouldn't be upset or sad or crying. It's okay, but don't let that dominate your life. Now, if you're going through every single day uh, full of tears and, and anger and depression and you, just, and you just cannot pull yourself out of that, then that's a problem because it's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset, but it should not be dominating you on a daily basis. In fact, what you should be doing is focusing on the Lord. Asking the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, how can I better serve you? How can I uh, be closer to you? How, what can I be used for your service? Being totally, completely immersed and focused on Jesus Christ. And he will pull you out and pull you out of the, that depression and get you through this. Because you're too focused on what you, God wants for you instead of, work, instead of focusing on a pain that you cannot control. We can't control when somebody dies. There's no way, you know. So focusing and, and staying in that area of depression will not change a thing. All we can do is keep our eyes focused on the Lord and get and take each day as it comes. That's all we can do. Just get through today, focus on the Lord, focus on what He wants for your life, and don't worry about tomorrow. If God grants you another day, focus on that day. Get through that day. Before you know it, you've climbed over a pretty steep mountain of, of mental and emotional uh, uh, wreckage, uh, if you will, uh, that you've been dealing with. You know, I... Uh, one of my, you know, I, I, I pray every day over my wife, my kids, my parents. You know, it's, it's um, you know, I, nobody wants to have to deal with a situation uh, that they have to lose somebody they love the most. But uh, I know that God is sovereign, that God is in control, and no matter however painful it may be, that uh, we have to give it over to Him and, uh, and have that peace that surpasses all understanding to get us through those terrible situations. So whether it's the trials of life that we have to deal with, as we discussed yesterday, and putting on the whole armor of God, 
and having that complete and total confidence that he'll get us through those trials. We can still have that faith and confidence to get through the trials of even death. And, um, you know, we can't allow that to dominate us and push us into a place that is not honoring to God. You know, I don't know who's watching on here that may uh, be dealing uh, with whatever, you know, uh, dealing with the loss of a loved one. You know, you may have somebody you may have lost many, many years ago and you're still dealing with maybe as much as a month ago or yesterday, you know, I don't know. I'm not here to, to minimize anybody's pain or make them feel uh, bad, uh, you know, in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but you've got to realize the devil's here to rob you of your joy. And if he can get you sidetracked and focus on the loss of somebody and get you focused on the depression, get you focused on a void, get you focused on the sadness and put you in a deep, dark hole, he's accomplished his mission. So we can't allow him to accomplish that. We let our joy be full and it be full in Christ Jesus. And if we're focused on him, we don't have time to focus on the loss. We must focus on what we have gained through Jesus Christ. That there is no condemnation through him. And that we can spend eternity with him. And we have that hope to know the future glory of, of God, of heaven. And to see not only Jesus Christ one day, but to see all of our loved ones who went on before us. It's going to be a glorious event. It's going to be a glorious reunion when we get to heaven to see all those that we have lost. And I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see uh, Jesus Christ and wrap my arms around him and tell him I love him. And I cannot wait to see both uh, my, my grandfathers, my best friend Lance, and so many others who went on uh, before us. And remember, you know, God's time is not our time. Remember, a thousand years is a day, days a thousand years. So, you know, if according to God's time, you know, we look at, well, Jesus, uh, you know, it's been uh, 2000, or two, over 2,000 years ago that Christ died on the cross and rose again. In God's time, it's only been two days. So if that's only two days in God's time, our existence, you know, our, you know, the average age is usually around 70, 80, somewhere in there. And, uh, of course, women live longer than men because they're mean and they're mean to men. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, uh, you know, it is, uh, so the minuscule amount of time we are on this earth, you know, we're just a bit of vapor. We're here just for a minute, little bit of time. And to me, uh, you know, who's someone who is a dork and a nerd who's into time travel, space-time continuums, all those things, I honestly think that when we get there, there to them, that's going to be like, hey, I just got here. What are you talking? You know, uh, you know, uh, they are going to be like, you know, we've only been here for a few seconds. What, what's, what's going on? You know, so you know, to, that's the way I look at it. You know, because of, of God's timing, and so you know, to us, it seems like, oh my gosh, it's been twenty years, thirty years, forty years since I've seen this person, and we get there and like, man, I just got here too. You know, so you know, they kind of look at it in that sense as well. It's tough, man. The, the devil uh, doesn't make life easy because we live in a fallen world. You know, because of one man, sin entered the world. We're all tainted with sin and death in this world. And nobody's getting out of this world alive. But all we can do is have that faith and confidence in Christ Jesus. Knowing he'll strengthen us and encourage us no matter the battle we're going through. That we got to give it over to God. And we have to put effort in that. And we have to work on it too. And, uh, you know, you may say, well, I've prayed and prayed and God will not uh, deliver me from this depression. What have you done? You know, you can sit there and say, I've prayed and prayed, but what efforts have you made? Have you made efforts to spend time in the Word? May Have you made efforts to spend time in prayer? Have you made efforts to focus on something else other than the pain? To put yourself out there, to volunteer, to encourage somebody else who may be dealing with loss, to open yourself open to Jesus Christ and say, how can I better minister? I was talking to a couple years ago that brought me and Brandy some food. Here they retired. And, you know, a lot of people, once they retire, 
they want to pretty much give up and say, well, that's it, and just kind of goof and doof and let life pass them by. But here, this couple, they're heavily involved with Samaritan's Purse, getting ready to leave to Louisiana, have been to several trips to Samaritan's Purse, helping these communities to rebuild, being active. You can see and tell uh, the, uh, the love of, of Christ uh, immediately uh, in their eyes and face uh, and how they're dedicated to the Lord. They don't sit on their laurels and uh, uh, wondering, uh, what to do. So praise God that uh, he can uh, uh, use these individuals. And that's what we need to ask ourselves. How can we better be used for his glory? And if we're busy working for Christ, we ain't got time to be selfish and focus on ourselves. So remember, my friends, just keep your eyes on the Lord and be encouraged and not discouraged. Let us pray. And Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we praise your holy name, and Lord, uh, we help us each and every day to deal with the pains and uh, the trials that we have to deal with each and every day. Help each and every person watching this, this morning to be encouraged, and Lord, let them draw strength from you. Let us realize and understand that we are victorious in your name. Lord, I do pray that if anyone watching or listening doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God with your protection this day. Be with each and every person that's uh, watching this morning. That you'll keep them safe and well. We meet again. Lord, I pray that you be with Wendy Lee. Bring healing. I'm sorry, Wendy Chase. That you will bring healing upon her and uh, this COVID and restore her breathing and health. Pray that you be with Kim Pennix and Ginger Hood and so many others. Lord, each and every day it's on Facebook that's requesting and needing prayers. Lord, help us to be a light in this world of darkness and serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And I hope everybody has a great, wonderful, and blessed day today. And remember, live each day as if it were your last. Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.